And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First of all, do you remember? Now, don't get offended. Do you remember a little Monty Python movie back in the day? Back in the day where all the monks walked in a single line. They all had a big piece of wood in their hands, and every few steps and every few moments they would chant, and then they would smack themselves in the faces with the wood. That's what some people think that serving God is like. <laughs> Let's be honest. Wrong! And here's another primary truth. We serve God with reverence and awe, but not with dread or terrorizing mindset. We serve God because we love God and we serve him without the terror of fear. Ooh, really? Next, 2 Timothy 4.3 states that time is, co- time is coming when people won't listen to good teaching. Instead, they'll look for teachers who will please them by telling them only what they, their itching ears want to hear. It's hard to listen to rebuke, but open rebuke is better than secret love. That's in Proverbs. Even if we want every message, every sermon, and every show, even if we want them to be flowers and cotton candy, they can't be. We need to speak and hear what the Lord wants us to. And so instead of being fakely puffed up, let's be real and hear the truth and deal with it. And then again, we did this before but never got to it, so we're trying yet again. Do you remember the game Battleship? You remember you'd place your ships where your opponent could not see them, and then you would try to sink their battleship uh, without being able to see theirs. So what does that have to do with the Christian walk? That's simple. You have to choose your battles wisely. Now, I talked about this before. Set it up. It never got to finish, so I'm feeling very committed to it. Place your strategic hits with wisdom. Don't live the Christian life by guessing this is the real battleship david spoon's life has been an experience while growing up in a jewish family he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse then david spoon found jesus christ and his life completely changed the more he studied the gospel the more he wanted to share his experiences with others After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. david at hemustincrease.org. david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. We have checked with the phone lines. Nobody should receive a shock. That's good. And then you can also call 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Now, nobody's going to understand this, including Captain Chris, as much as I am right now. But when you talk 
to Captain Chris. It is relaxing. And then you'll be... Hey, a little voice thing. <laughs> this is pretty good. We'll do that. We got to do that one time. We got to do the jazz thing. It's just so funny. This is, we do like one segment. I do the whole thing in jazz. Hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, the whole segment is so funny. Anyway, all right. So if you've got a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question, you can tell by listening to the show, uh, you guys are strange. Did you look in the mirror? Who is not strange, right? Bottom line, maybe you have prayer requests. Maybe you have a praise report. Prayer requests are great because we combine our faith. Praise reports are wonderful because they encourage one another. Maybe you've got something. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got an answer. Maybe you've got to share something. I think we'll get a call a little later on from one of our great listeners that wants to just share kind of a, a perspective on something with Abraham. We're hoping that happens. Here's the bottom line. Any of that is open. All of that is open because... This isn't professional radio, and it's not Kvetch City. It's all about encouraging and strengthening one another as we know that the Lord's return is getting closer and closer. In the meantime, let us offer up a trivia question. What happened to some of the immoral men of Sodom just before Lot was rescued? What happened to some of the immoral men just before Lot was rescued? Something happened to them, and uh, the angels actually caused it or were or, or part of that facilitation. God actually caused it. What was that that happened to them? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Uh, Al striking first. Well, he is just jumping on things lately. Really striking first. Uh, again, 972-445-0770 would be the phone number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. And then David at he must increase.org is the email. A couple things I want to catch you up on real fast. Um, don't forget... That this is something I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to pray for the audience, but there was something that I, as I was writing out my notes, that came to my very limited brain, <laughs> very, very overtaxed mind. And so I just want to bring it up with you guys and just kind of challenge you in it. And it's just this simple. We're not going to do it right now. You're going to do it on your own. But uh, sometime between now and Sunday, do this one thing. It'll only take a few seconds. Pray for your church. Okay, I know. What? Pray for my church? Yeah. First of all, pastors and all the people involved, they need prayer. Trust me. That is not even a, that's not even minor. That's major. And just, just take a little extra time. Maybe you have a prayer group that you go to on Saturday or something. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. Just in your own personal devotional time, take a few moments, pray for your church. Pray for the people in the church. Pray for the people going. Pray for the people ministering. Pray that the Lord would just really be there and bless the people. Pray for them. I just think that's something important that's been on my heart and just want to share that. Okay? All right. All right. Do we have somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Okay? Send them through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deanne. Hi. How are you? 
I'm great. I'm, I'm relatively new, but I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind of you to say. Uh, I just I appreciate that, and you are always welcome to call. Just remember that. Anytime you want to call, you can call, okay? Thank you. You're yes, welcome. Sir. All right, here we go. What happened to some of the immoral men of Sodom just before Lot was rescued? Something happened to them. What was it? They were struck blind. That is correct, Amundo! <laughs> you are absolutely correct. You would just think that at that moment they would all figure out, hmm, you know what I'm saying? They would think, this is not good. Maybe we should back off. But nope, 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 nope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think that'd be a good sign from the Lord? Be like, nope, 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 not gonna change. Excellent job, yeah. excellent well, first time. Thank you for taking call. my call. No, it's our privilege. Thank you for calling. What a blessing. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. Love it. All right, all right. What am I doing? Where am I? <laughs> this, is, this is Friday, right? It sure is. It sure is. Okay, Luke chapter one verse seventy four. Okay. All right, get ready. Ready? This is uh, this is uh, Zachariah who's he's doing the uh, uh, the prayer over uh, Johnny B when Johnny B is a baby kind of thing. You know, before he's, he's just he's, where he gets a chance to talk, he says that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve God without fear. When he uses that phrase and he's talking about serve God without fear, he's not talking about without reverence or adoration or or respect. He's talking about the fear that terrorizes us. And one of the things that people think when they serve God is if you serve God, it's kind of like that Monty Python movie. It, all that means you're going to have to smack yourself in the face with a big piece of wood all the time. It's like, no, no, that is not how that operates. First, uh, First John chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. So distinguish in, in, in understanding fear, there's a fear that's a reverence fear, and then there's a fear that's a terrorizing fear. The, the way that we serve the Lord is in this awe and respect and reverence approach because God is a God of love and perfect love, which God has, casts out fear. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Two people are walking around, not just in, in, in uh, a terrorizing fear with God, but in a terrorizing fear with every noise they hear here in their apartment or their house. What was that? Oh, oh. It's like, so calm down. Take a deep breath, okay? The worst thing that can happen is that your life here on earth ceases, and then you get to spend the rest of eternity with the Lord, and you have to don't have to go through all the rubbish. It ain't that bad. I mean, that's just the reality. And so the, the understanding of who God is comes into play. James chapter 1, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously and without finding fault. And it will be given to him. God is generous. He's nice. He's not this mean, this old man who just likes to hit kids with his cane. That is not God. He's not so he's not ignoring everything, but he's not sitting there smacking kids on the, you know. I don't know if you ever watch NCIS where the guy smacks him on the back of the head. It's like that's not what God is doing. Unless he's uh, really trying to conform you to the image of Christ and you're going through the sanctification process. But we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is how you serve him. 
You serve him without fear, without terror. You serve him with joy and gladness of heart because he's generous and he loves you and he cares. That's why. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org That is great! You see, now that, you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the, the dock and then blew up. Right? See how I can. That one was really good. Okay. Uh... Oh, relax. Uh, history. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go live in the past. Let's go live in the past. All right. Uh, I don't know how to do this one. You know how yesterday we didn't have the best one? Right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, well, that's oh, fine. I love batteries. You love batteries? I mean, They're so great. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which oh, ones? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I don't know. And then also, uh, it's uh, <laughs> Thumb Appreciation Day. I love having thumbs. <laughs> Uh, what do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay. Oh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We have a very, very challenging trivia question. Pull up the horn. And yet, one more time. Now that is all the warning you are getting. Although that's pretty good. Two horn, that's, that's a lot. What were the names of the two people the risen Jesus spoke to on the road to Emmaus? Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. People are like, wait, 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 wait. But remember, there was a purpose there, okay? Remember, there's a there's a horn there, okay? And once again, what were the names of the two people the risen Jesus spoke to on the road to Emmaus? Oh, that's not even very nice of me to do. That's, that's how mean that is. Okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. And then as well, you can text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I have two jokes. <laughs> the first one's pretty solid. The second one, again, kind of dicey. <laughs> I'm liking that. All right, here's your first one. Ready? Right. A wife and mom invited some people over for dinner. At the table, she turned to their... Uh, the mom turned to her six-year-old daughter and said, Would you like to say the blessing? I wouldn't know what to say, the girl replied. Just say what you hear your mommy say, the mom answered. The daughter bowed her head and said, Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right? That's pretty good. All right. Uh, this one is a little more, it's funny. If you get offended, this you should not listen to the show. There's so many other radio shows. <laughs> is that a nice way to say that? Two cannibals meet one day. <laughs> it's a cannibal joke. The first cannibal says, you know, I just can't seem to get a tender missionary. I've baked them. I've roasted them. I've stewed them. I've barbecued them. I've tried every sort of marinade. I just cannot seem to get them tender. The second cannibal asked, what kind of missionary do you use? The other replied, you know, the ones that hang out at the place at the bend of the river. They have the brown cloaks with the rope around their waist, and they sort of bald on top with a funny ring of hair on their heads. Ah, the second cannibal replied, no wonder. Those are friars. <laughs> Come on! Yep, we'll be dark on Monday, open two shows on Sundays and Saturdays. <clears throat> Here is the question. <clears throat> what were the names of the two people the risen Jesus spoke to on the road to Emmaus? It was kind of funny, I thought. All right, here, while, while people are getting ready to consider whether they want to jump into that one or not, the phone number, by the way, 972-445-0770, the text, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. I want to talk to you about a principle that Jesus used. I think 
if we could get closer to this kind of thought process, we'd be doing ourselves a favor, especially in lieu of the influence of the world and some of the weird stuff. First Kings 22, 13 through 14, the messenger who went to call Micah instructed him, look, the words of the prophets are unanimously favorable for the king, so let your words be like theirs and speak favorably. But Micah said, as the Lord lives, I will say whatever the Lord says to me. Here's the thing that, that people... <clears throat> See, I've gone through this with the, with the upper education and I've, uh, I haven't gotten in trouble for it, but I had a very strong opinion about it. In this situation, the prophet is called for to come and speak to the king. So the prophet comes, and as he's en route, the messenger who's bringing him tells him, you know what, say what everybody else is saying. Everybody's really positive about this. This thing is really super-duper great. Everybody's excited. Woohoo! We want you to get on board. Get on board and be with us and be one of us. Hey, prophet dude, use the same words that everybody else is using so everybody can be happy. Okay? That's what he told the prophet. Right? Making everybody happy. Exodus 23, 2 says, You shall not fall in with the many who do evil. In other words, better stated in the old King James, thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Just because the gang or the mob is doing it does not mean you should follow it no matter which side of the spectrum that's on. So let me rephrase this for those that are thinking, yeah, don't follow the mob. He's, he's talking about liberal Democrats. Yeah, I'm talking about conservative Republicans too. Don't follow the mob, period. You follow the Lord. The Lord God is our king. Our country, if you just read Hebrews 11, 13 through 16, our country ain't this planet. It's like, okay. So we, we function under different ways. We function under a different approach. And so the guy is saying, hey, say something nice because everybody's being really nice to the king and everybody will be happy and we'll all be smiling. And the prophet's like, no, that's <laughs> not how this is going to fly. I'm going to say exactly what the Lord says because this is not a popularity contest. And I got a message for you that people don't want to hear. This is not a contest for picking which side is right. This is a contest about picking in the kingdom of God or not in the kingdom of God. And you either pick it, pick to be in it or pick to not be in it. It's just, we're not, there's no point in making it that complex. It's either sheep or goat. Which one? It's like, well, I don't want to be a sheep. Well, then, you know, I hope you like fire. You know, roasted sheep might be good. I don't know. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is Jesus only spoke what the Father told him to say. John chapter 12, verse 49, For I do not speak of my own initiative, but the Father himself has sent me and has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. Jesus didn't walk around going, uh, here's my opinion on this. Here's my opinion on this. You know the funny thing about opinions? They can be wrong. You know the great thing about God? He's never wrong. <laughs> So if you really want to be smart, just say what God says and you'll never be wrong. So you see how this that's, that's the real way to do it. Here's the bottom line of the bottom line. You can't let the people around you or the influence of the world or any of that dictate how you or what you speak or what direction you go. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. 
There's a kingdom to advance. Jesus is the king. We are promoting his kingdom, and we speak inside with what he wants us to do, and that's part of our being sensitive to the Holy Spirit process. And we need to think and function on a regular day-by-day basis with these principles. And it's important for us to understand not to speak the things that people want us to speak. If you speak for the audience and not the author, you will be like Saul after he was uh, became king. In the beginning part, he was actually pretty good. He was little in his own eyes. Then afterwards, he built a monument to himself and pfft, out, out it went. And everything he did then was all about doing it so that the people would admire him. It's like, do you do that? Then you turn out to be like that. That's terrible. Terrible. Don't do that. Okay? Don't, don't, don't do that. Okay. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Yes? All right, here we go. There we go. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Mary. I just turned on the radio, so... Because I had company, like I do a lot of times on Friday. But I looked up the person's name, <laughs> so I guess I cheated a little bit. I knew it started with a CL, but I couldn't <laughs> remember the rest. Give me your best. Give me your best, on. So we're going to ask the question, and I'm going to get you through this, because part of it's kind of sneaky, and I did that on purpose. You know me. What were the names of the two people of the risen Jesus spoke to on the road to Emmaus? Do you remember? Do you know? Oh. It's What's the first one? Well, we one? just have one name, and his name is, um, or we think it's a he, C-L-E-O-P-A-S. Yes! Cleopas, that's <laughs> correct! And you did exactly, you know what, Mary? I don't think anybody could have done it better than you just did it. We only have one name of the two, although Cleopas is a masculine name, just to let you know in the Greek. But we only have one of the two names, and that's Mm -hmm. why it was a trick question, because I said, what are the two names? And we only had one name. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's right, one name. That's it. We only had one name. Yeah, and Lucas. Luke 24, if anybody wants to know what chapter that's in, it's in the 24th chapter of Luke. Excellent job, and it's so good that you picked that up. You, I don't know anybody could have done it that good. That was perfect because it was kind of sneaky, and you're like, no, there's only one name. Right, exactly, there was only one name. Excellent. Yeah. You tell that's them, Mary. Right. People learn. You tell them Luke 24. That's right. Great job. Yeah. Well, did you have a good weekend? You had a good weekend, I hope. Yeah, last week was good. This should be pretty good because I'm way up on my schoolwork. I've been working way late into the night getting stuff done. So I'm almost I'm 12 weeks away from the doctorate right now. Oh, you? You've been staying up late at night? Yeah, I stay up late at night so I can write some of the material that they want. And then I, I write a side note saying, this is dumb, but I don't submit that part of it. <laughs> oh. Just... <laughs> well, how close are you from getting your doc? I'll, I'll have it. I, tw- actually, 12 weeks from today, I should be, I shall, I'll, my defense will be done. And uh, I'll either be a doctor 
or uh, I'll I'll contact a lawyer. No, no, I'm kidding. I'll either be a I'll be a doctor. <laughs> That's a joke. I'll be a doctor. I'm sure I'll be a doctor. Well, we want you to be a, a doctor, not a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, anyway, great. anyway, I'll, I'll I'll let you go, and I'll be listening. All right. Thanks so okay. much. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ah, oh, so delightful. I love it when Mary calls. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. What is the David Spoon experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're, they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, well, it was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at him from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. And you think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. Do this, do this. And somewhere in there, do me a favor. And every once in a while, kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And that, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So what we're going to do is a little bit different as we've been doing things a little bit different. So what's different about that? Nothing. Uh, what we're going to do is just encourage you. We're going to do our trivia in a bit, and we're but I am going to send you the website. So... I uh, want you to be aware on the website, there's all these things I can tell you. Wow, that's great. Wow, that's fantastic. Super great. Awesome. Fantastic. We need funds. That's the key. There you go. Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. That's it? That's kind of short. Okay, I'll let it go. I'll try harder next time. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, we have one of our uh, great friends on the show, Stevie's uh, on uh, hold. We're going to put him through, and he wants to share something, he, uh, perspective on something. And I like it when he does that. I mean, there's, sometimes it goes good for the show, sometimes not. Depends on what it is, but I think his, his point's real, really going to be good on this one. So let's send him through. Steve, are you on the phone with us? I believe I am. All right. Well, that's... <laughs> That's a good start right there. <laughs> All right, my brother. What Believing what's... is supposed to be important. <laughs> I think I'm here. It's not an existential response, right? It's just... <laughs> Hopefully it's very to the point. <laughs> Fire away. Uh, you, your first part of your show today, you talked about the covenant that God made with Abraham. Yeah. And there's a very interesting point that I hadn't seen of anybody really making. Um, it starts out with something similar, that there's a, the old custom of cutting a deal, which we now use that term, came from parting animals. And each party of the covenant would pass between the, the dead animal, the two parts, with the understanding if the covenant is broken, whoever broke it gets the same fate of those animals. That's right. And what happened with Abraham, if you go to Genesis fifteen seventeen, it says, when the sun went down, there was a smoking furnace and a torch of fire which passed between these pieces. See, Abraham was in a deep sleep at the time. It goes on to say in the next verse, on that day Jehovah made a covenant with Abram, saying, to your seed do I give this land, and so forth. What's interesting about this is Abraham never passed through, so he never committed to the covenant. It was God holding up both parts. Exactly. Excellent, excellent observation. That is exactly there's, right. There's one little piece additional that I want to add. Fire away. He gave the law to Moses, which depended on man, and then he gave the new law, the new and everlasting covenant, through Jesus, which once again, man is not involved. Exactly. And the only reason the first, the law was put in the middle of those two was to say, hey, you can't do it by yourself. 
Exactly. You know what's so great is I, I knew you were going to go down this road. It's an excellent, excellent observation, and it's a wonderful teaching. I've been involved in it a couple of times, although I haven't talked about it on the radio. When man got involved in the covenant part, it, it fell apart. I make mention of that in one of the fills. But So God had to do both parts of the covenant, so to speak, just for it to happen because we are so inept. It's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you because you can't. And it's just like, whew, Praise the Lord. <laughs> Excellent job, Steve. That was a really, really good job. You really explained it well. Good job. I appreciate it, brother. Very, very good. Are you there? Did you disappear? I'm sorry. I got okay. lost for a minute. That's okay. I just said you did a great job, and we really appreciate it. That was really good. You have a blessed day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. So, you know, you guys can do stuff like that. If you do something and I don't agree with it and you say it on the air, I'll say something. But you don't, can't get offended. But that was a, he happens to be right. And I've heard that teaching about three years ago. I heard this really great presentation on it. And the whole premise was, yeah, if man was actually a part of the fulfillment of the covenant. <laughs> so that's why God had to do both sides. I just love that. I love stuff like that. All right. Uh, a couple things we need to cover because there's so much to do. I don't know what we're breaking. We're not. Oh, we haven't done our trivia, and we haven't done our history, and we haven't done our DNA. Just hang on. All right? You ready for the – you ready for the – you ready for the trivia? Let's do trivia first. Okay. Here we go. All right. Which Old Testament king was told he would be healed and that the shadow of the sun – would go backwards on the dial, sundial. Which Old Testament king was told that he would be healed and that the shadow of the sundial would go backwards? The only hint I'm going to give you, as I told you, sometimes when I tell people, turn into the book of, when it's not really a book, uh, but it is one of the kings of Israel, and the people start turning. That's pretty nice of me. Uh, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Which one of the kings uh, was healed? That's the question. Which Old Testament king was told that he'd be healed and that the shadow of the sun would go Backwards on this one, I'm going to say that Eric strikes first. <laughs> nice job, Eric. Uh, in the meantime, while you're doing that, we'll do a little bit of history. Let's go All right, so great job by Steve, by the way. That was good. If you understood what he was saying, is basically the real covenants that work are the ones where God covers all the angles. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I'm just giving a summation, but that's right. Uh, today's pick strawberries a day. I don't know. Is, is that something? I like strawberries. I like strawberries. I don't want to go pick them, especially in Texas. Hello. Uh, today is National Quiche Lorraine Day. I like quiche. I like I like quiche when I was uh, they did these little quiche Lorraine pies in uh, in when I was skiing in Colorado once. I thought they were great. You know, when you're cold, it's like boom boom. That wasn't that kind of thing. He <laughs> shakes his head. It's also Flower Day, which is good for Noelle because she loves flowers. So that's a that's a good thing. And then it's Brown ba- Brown Bagot Day. Okay, the only thing I have to say about that is the. Classic joke in uh, Firesign Theater where Nick Danger is sitting there and Mr. Rococo walks in and he goes, 
with all your years of observation and wisdom and understanding of all the things that are in the homicide divisions of things and detective things. You know what I have here? And he goes, a brown paper bag. <laughs> See, if you understand why that's funny, we're on the same page. Uh, 1873, a patent for blue jeans with copper rivets is issued to Levi Strauss. Too bad that company went nutsy. Uh, 1993, the last episode of Cheers aired on television. And don't be don't be so quick to go. Oh, that's about a bar. bar. And, uh, yeah, it's about somewhere where everybody wants to know your name. Next week, I'm preaching that exact message. A place where everybody wants to know your name. So just slow down. Slow down. Are you also calling it Cheers? No. <laughs> just calling it. Everybody wants to know your name. And then uh, yeah, the rest of it's not. The rest of it's boring. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, trivia question, which Old Testament king was told that he would be healed and that the shadow of the sun would go backwards, backwards, okay? All right, so I am gonna, we are going to take a break, but I'm going to get this teaching in, and then I'll do the trivia, and then we'll do our DNA next, okay? This is called Choose Your Battles Carefully. Ha, 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 all right. First Kings chapter 22, verse 2 through 4. However, in the third year, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went to visit the king of Israel. The king of Israel had said to his servants, Don't you know that Ramoth Gilead is ours? But we have failed to take it from the hand of king of Aram. So he asked Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight Ramoth Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people, your people, my horses as your horses. Okay? Sounds great, right? So what was offered is the king of Israel said, just follow this, this is ours, right? He That was a little bit off, okay? He lied. And why he lied is Israel and Judah never shared territory that way, not that way. And it's like, hey, they took this land from us. Let's go get our land back. And by going to get it back, they would be getting it back for the king of Israel, not the king of Judah. So he's like, fight along with me on this. Be my pal. I need your help. Come on, bud. And Jehoshaphat goes, I'm with you in this. Let's do it, right? That was a bad call. Why? Because it was a bad alliance. And bad alliances cost you. Bad, I'm going to go with this person all in, and the person's not really all in for the Lord. That will cost you. Just so you can know, after a period of time, Jehoshaphat matured, and so it says in verse 49, in contrast, at that time Ahazi, son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, let my servants go with your servants into the ship. But Jehoshaphat said, no, I was not willing. In other words, you don't always just say yes because you're a Christian. So let's just at least understand that. You have to have some leading and discretion from the Lord. You go two miles, you go, you walk with the person who asked you to one to go two and two to three. But you have to also have a discernment going on, and you don't just throw all the way in with anybody you come across. That has more to do with casting your pearls before swine, and Jesus said that. And I don't hear a lot of people quoting that, but he said that nonetheless, and it doesn't have any less power or authority than anything else he said. 
So we don't cast our pearls before swine. You don't fight along people that you should not be in alliance with. And you seek counsel and use wisdom when you're not sure. And if you're not sure, then there's probably a reason. Don't just jump because there's a spring in front of you. Okay? That's uh, just a little bit of wisdom in life. Okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? By the way, I found out uh, just the other day, I know you don't know this, but I found out that I am one of the most hated uh, people in the United States of America and in the world. Did you know that? Uh, Because you're a middle-aged white guy? Let me help you out here, son. Let me help you out. Not only am I a middle-aged white guy, by the way, thanks for the middle-aged line. (laughs) Thanks, pal. I appreciate that. I'm not uh, that far behind. Uh, okay, well, that's not the point. The point is, I'm also, ready? Ready? I'm also Jewish, okay? So I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm Christian, so I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm conservative. I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm an American. Got a lot of people that don't like me right there. I mean, you see where we're going with this? And and I have a talk show. <laughs> So that's just – you put all those together. Uh, my you got points, me left. Yeah, I love I, you, buddy. I mean, come on. You know, just because they love me doesn't mean uh, they're right. And just because they hate me doesn't mean they're wrong. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, Would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I am embarrassed. <clears throat> Besides embarrassed, I'm embarrassed. I didn't give you the answer to the trivia question. Which Old Testament king was told that he would be healed and that the shadow of the sun would go backwards? That was Hezekiah. Hezekiah. And see, for those that listen to the show a lot, I would sometimes at church I would go, all right, everybody turn to the book of Hezekiah. And people would be flipping through it. There's no book of Hezekiah. He was a king. See, that's, that's why that's funny. And just to make sure we don't mess that up again, true or false? <laughs> okay, true or false? Four times in his letters, Paul mentions that ill Christians should be anointed with oil. True or false? True or false? Okay? Okay. And then the second thing I want to say, which Roger again brought up. See, I love it when people interact. So when I was talking about not casting your pearls before swine and being careful when you jump in, I'm not talking about the brotherhood. I'm not talking about believers. You guys should know that. We were talking about Jehoshaphat, who was a follower of the Lord, and Ahab, who was not. See? See how that works? So what you don't just throw in is with people who are not believers. That's kind of the whole thing there. So I probably should have made that point. Boy, I just really... Trivia question again, true or false? So you got a 50-50 split here. Four times in his letter, Paul mentions that ill Christians should be anointed with oil. Is that true or false? Uh, we'll leave that there. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Make sure to remind me before we exit on this one, though, because I, I can't go the whole weekend thinking I didn't do it again. I would have a, like a breakdown. Uh, 214-210-8483 for text. And then David at hemusincrease.org. It is now time for our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily? Well, that's a great guess. How did you know that? That's amazing. Daily, every day, spend some time with the Lord, please. If you get anything out of this show, if you've ever gotten anything out of this show, that is the one important element this just out of all things spend more time with god boom and never be ashamed of jesus or his words never let the world shame you the world who doesn't know the scriptures and then uses scriptures to try and rip people apart which is hilarious i mean they're they're scripture abusers and so you just got to think the bible calls them unlearned and uneducated that's in scriptural things. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then, A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. Serve, serve, serve. Serve. That means not being served, but to serve. See what I'm saying there? That's important. And so then you're caring for other people. Okay? You're caring for other people. Okay? That's the whole goal. That's our DNA. Done daily. Okay? Uh, all right, now I'm going to help some people out because I know a lot of people are really struggling with this. Okay, all right, so let's just. True or false, four times in this letter, Paul mentions that ill Christians should be anointed with oil. We're talking about 
the Apostle Paul, listen to what I'm saying, mentioning anointed with oil. Now, Eric got it right. Eric's on a roll. Uh, and I want to make sure, but did Paul four times in his letters mention that ill Christians should be anointed with oil? Okay. I'm just asking. Nope, I'm telling you what to do. One word. All right. Uh, this one's called Middleman. I love this. This is one of those uh, great little teaches. All right, Jesus is in the middle of two sinners, Mark 15, 27. And with him, they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. Okay, here's the next thing. Jesus, Jesus is in the middle of two sinners. You got that? Jesus is in the middle of the church. Okay, Revelation 1, 13. In the middle of the lamp stands, I saw one like the Son of Man, clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet, and girded across his chest with, with a golden sash. So Jesus is in the middle of two sinners. Jesus is in the middle of the church. And Jesus is in the middle of salvation, redemption, and restoration. 1 Timothy 2.5, there's only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus is the middleman. Come on, is that, he's the middleman. He's in the middle in the sense that he bridges the gap. I love it when pastors do the the little drawing between God and humanity, and there's a bridge, but there's a there's a a, a a gap in the bridge, and only a cross can properly fill it. That's the greatest thing ever because those are great illustrations. Here's the bottom line: Jesus was between two sinners. He's in the middle of two sinners. Be, offering reconciliation to them, uh, being in the midst of people, good, bad, and ugly, and all the way around. He's in the middle of the church, good, bad, and ugly, and all the way around. The good churches, the bad churches, all of it. He's in the middle. And then he's in the middle of our salvation, our redemption, and our restoration. Jesus is in the middle of everything. Stop thinking like he's uh, up in heaven going, well, I'm just taking five. You know, we do our jokes. Uh, Peter's tired. Jesus was there. And then Jesus gets tired. People say, it's a joke. Okay. He's interceding for you. He's at the right hand of the Father. He ever liveth to make intercession. I mean, just think about that. He's interceding. He's on our behalf. He's our middle guy. That's who you want. That's the guy. He's your go-to guy. Right? He's in the middle of sinners. He's in the middle of the church. He's in the middle of our salvation, our redemption, our restoration. Think about it in these terms. He saved you. He's in the process of saving you. He will yet save you. He's in the middle of all this. And he's going to be the bright light, I mean, the glory of God. You're going to be fellowshiping with Jesus for eternity. It's like, oh, all right, that's, that's a plan. Yeah, that's a plan. And when you need help, there's somebody that sticks closer than a brother. It's Jesus. Right? And you don't have to go far. And, and again, I, and I say this because I've said it before. People people freak out. Yes, well, I believe in God, but don't say Jesus. That person is clueless. They don't understand God at all. According to God, they don't understand him. Oh, whoa. Why? Because Jesus is the exact representation. If you took a mirror and held it up to the face of God, you would see Jesus in the reflection. There you go. That's all you got to know. Right? All right. Now, I'm not going to mess up <laughs> the trivia. So that's I'm going to do it early. All right. So I tried to kind of warn you a little, maybe a little bit. 
I said to you, you know, who, who did this? True or false, four times in his letters, Paul mentions that ill Christians should be anointed with oil. That is false. This is the only mention of that is in James's letter, James chapter 5, verse 14. Call for the elders of the church who anoint the sick with oil, or anoint the sick, and the Lord will heal them. And, butchering the passage but my point is you know that 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 it's in james it's not in paul paul didn't mention it four times on anointing somebody with oil when they're sick okay and so it's the the elders are called in the church and they anoint somebody with oil and the prayer of faith will save the sick okay sorry yeah that's getting that's close bottom line is you're going into this weekend Keep in mind that miracle that I shared with you in the beginning of the show. Do not be overwhelmed by everything you think, see, and hear. None of this is greater than the God that you serve or the God who loves you and the God who's committed to you and will never abandon you. So don't let the world shake you. You will have trouble in the world, Jesus said, but be of good cheer. Why? He said, because I have overcome the world. All right, then. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 70-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, he reached down and Just my freedom at the cost of The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.